0: Guys,
1: welcome back to Construct Your Life. This is Austin Lenny here. Uh, I was about to say Friday Rant, but it's not the Friday Rant. I actually have a. <laughs> 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 I, and now we're about to start another. I used to do this when we had another podcast, and we're about to have a second one. I have to remember which one I'm on because I'm just yeah. like, I'm going, you know, like no matter what. So it's like, uh, no, because I, I remember I do have to record some Friday rants. So I was thinking about it. So, no, we have. Chase in the house.
2: What's up brother Pleasure to be back, man. Yeah, when when a man when the man's in the zone, he's in the zone. You know, it's just
1: Dude, look what I got from Mary. Where
2: well, yeah. are mine too? Shout yeah, out, Mary. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah,
1: So uh so yeah, uh wanted to have you back on. Uh you know, we have so many things we could talk about, but mainly uh, you know, since I think you've been on the podcast, you yeah, yeah. A little thing happened little kid you had a kid that's the whole thing. yeah
2: little tiny life event you know world altering thing happened that's fun she's 11 weeks today
1: 11 weeks today yeah. so here's my favorite question on the podcast what was easier than you thought before you had the kid so what was easy something that you were like man this is going to be tough, but it was easy
2: oh man that's a uh... <sighs> That's a tough question to answer because me being me, I I went into it already telling myself a lot of it would be easy and, um, keeping our eating patterns and meal prep the same has been a lot easier. I, I, if there's anything I would have expected this Sunday routine of shopping and getting cooking done to have been, uh, upended more and it's been seamless with still getting everything done.
1: What was harder than you realized?
2: What was harder? Getting workouts done and making sure that Sarah can still get her workout done Mm -hmm. Um, and balancing all of that with still uh, having the output that I want during the workday.
1: So I say this thing especially when I'm meeting clients for the first time about like, I care more about, so I said, just so we're clear. And you and I are on the same page. The only person I care about in this situation right now is you. Mm -hmm. I don't care about your spouse. I don't care about your kids. And they're like, Ooh, that's harsh. And I'm like, no, you, you, you don't get it. I think one of my bigger issues, and I'm not a parent, so please don't yell at me parents. But my biggest issue that I think they said, what do you think my kids need from me the most? And I said, to be completely you, to chase your dreams, to, to live your best life, to be healthy, to be happy. I think that we sometimes can, you, you, obviously you're there to support another human being. You're there to, to nurture them and and make them great. But how many times do we use as an excuse not to live our own lives?
2: Too many, man. It's, and it can be easy, right? Like you know, the days go by so fast, and she's already growing and changing. So it's like, it, it could be really easy had I came into this with a different mindset to be like, No, I'm going to skip my workout to spend more time with her. So like I still get time with my daughter, you know, I still get time each day, sitting on the couch with her playing with her, you know, doing whatever. Um, and I, it, it could be very easy to justify it that way. The thing of it is, is a lot of the people that would justify it, well, my kid, this, you know, before kids or without kids, they'd be justifying it with something else because at the end it, it's a, it's a self-love and a self, a self-prioritization thing to put yourself first. And, and, um, kids will notice. I mean, I, anybody who's grown up, we noticed when our parents were living in authentically. And if, if that happened, you know, we, we picked up on the things, When our parents went from superhuman to, oh, human, and they're still dealing with things of their own, we picked up on that. And our kids will pick up on the incongruencies too. So it's up to us as parents to show up in the best way possible for ourselves. Because if we put all of our own, here's an interesting thought to put all of your own stuff just off to the side and say, well, I'm here for my kid, what kind of relationship dynamics does that? teach the kid when they head off and they start dating and they start. Uh, it, you have just taught your kid that everybody else comes first. Mm-hmm. You know, and and give me right here. My daughter comes first. And in order for my daughter to come first, there are things that I do to ensure that I am running at full capacity.
1: Mm-hmm. The question I've been asking all my clients today is if next year was a smashing success what would that look like and it's not 50 goals it's not it's actually not that much it's like two or three main pillar goals Mm -hmm. you know for me as consistent as I am which I'm the consistency machine my intensity level in my health has not been a, a 12 and I could make 30 excuses about all the travel I'm doing and the RV and all this fucking shit. And those, those, there's legitimate cases for all those things. Yeah. But I have constantly. Not I've showed up in the areas I need to, to be healthy per se, but I haven't shown up to be the healthiest version of myself. Right. And so I said to myself, okay, the path that we're going down, the amount of people that we're going to be managing the amount of different personalities, emotions, everything. The only way this thing goes off the rails, if I'm not the healthiest version of myself, the business aspects of it, I'm actually doing the opposite this year. I decided yesterday for some reason that I'm going to start reading like the, uh, the odyssey. Like yeah. the grapes, of wrath. I'm going to start reading some books that like, I've never read. Like, I, I think for, for now I've got, as much business knowledge crammed up in that old noggin as humanly possible. It's uh, yeah. something changed for me. I, I'm not, I'm not lying like this. I haven't talked about this publicly. Something changed for me uh, when I got, it's a long story, but got screwed out of the RV, the, the truck, and then made it happen no matter what. Yeah. And now we're, now we're safe. And it's something that we wanted and it's not falling apart and it's safe and secure. Like my needs just went to zero. Like I was like, I just literally don't need anything right now. And so I want to be super creative because I I look at the business line and I think the only way we are better as a company is if we're like way creative. And in order to do that, you have to like, you can't be so dialed into the podcast, the, the books and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of great people writing a lot of great things. At the end of the day, you can see a lot of the same principles in a lot, a lot of their books delivered in different ways. And when you can go back to the sages of old, you know, I, I love it. I, I, um, I have the Odyssey. I have a bookmark in the Odyssey right now. I stepped away from it to uh, reread Atlas Shrugged, but that that's a another example, right? This fictional work that there are things in there to be taken away, and every time. The cool thing about pieces like that for me is every time you read them, you will be able to glean something new. And any, anytime somebody reads them, you're going to glean something different than somebody else, as opposed to this uh, paint by numbers system that, you know, these business or whatever books will give you, you get to go in there and, and often because our brain is already looking for the answers that we're, that we're looking for. You get to find what you need as opposed to like rifling through everybody's books looking for something. You get the perspective of these sages of old or these really, really, really intelligent novelists to help us shine a light on what we need to see.
1: Well, I think that's an important point because the company is our company. Yeah. It's not anybody else's. And so I'm going to take a reflection of my past experiences and my learnings to build it the way that VC fit. Mm. And, you know, somebody posted in my comments yesterday on Twitter, they're like, I don't know anybody that talks about the more people aspect of the business than you do. And and my buddy asked on his Twitter, what's the number one lesson that you learned in 2022 that's going to change your life? And I said that nobody is in business. They're in the people business.
2: Mm -hmm. 100%. I mean, that, that was even when I was running a gym, it's like, I'm not in the fitness business. I'm in the people business. You know, and that's a little more, once you understand that idea, that's a little more obvious of a case because, but I mean, anywhere you're working, you are, you are serving someone at some point or another, whether you're selling goods or services or whatever. And especially in this day and age there, it is, it is. Getting easier and easier to stand up a business. So if you are not in the people business, there's somebody out there in the people business that will that will earn your customer base's business better than you are.
1: saying Now we're going to shift gears. Uh, my uh, previous co-host on my podcast made a joke. I, I almost fell out of my chair. I was laughing so hard because we recorded it like December fifteenth, but it was to be launched on January seventh. Yeah. And he was like, so it's January 7th, and you've probably already given up on your goals for the year. And I was just like, (laughs) I fucking like he said it so matter-of factly. It was so great. Yeah. And so anybody, this is going to be released probably in a couple of weeks, right after the new year. You know, you coach a lot of men, you coach a lot of people trying to get their fitness and health and, and mental goals set up. You know, what information would you impart on them to kind of make this year different?
2: This is a fun quote that um, a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a year and underestimate what they can do in seven. I, think, I believe is the way the quote goes. And usually within the TikTok age where everybody has ADD and extensions only last seven seconds, a lot of people overestimate what they can do in a week or two weeks or a month. And the time, here's the here's the advice I'll give them. And something to sit on this, this specific statement. The time is going to pass anyway. How do you want it to pass? Because you, you can, you can give up a weekend. Then you're going to be there next January because some arbitrary calendar date came around and you decided this is what I'm going to make change. Or it can get rough a weekend. You can ask yourself and get curious. Why did it get rough? What happened? How can I adjust that? Because if you just give up every time you come up against an obstacle, then every obstacle will derail you. If you overcome that obstacle, you will learn how to address future obstacles. Mind-blowing concept. I know it's not like there's any books written on this stuff, but it's still something a lot of people need to hear. Um, The time's going to pass anyway. How do you want it to pass? Do you want it to be the same? You want to be the same a year from now or do you want to be exponentially different.
1: And uh I did this with my client this morning it was so great. I was like going through all these scenarios she's uh, an overthinker. And I'm like so who portrays the perspective on your life if you're growing or moving in the right direction or if you're stuck in neutral. And she goes I do. And I go wow. What a vicious cycle that might be. <laughs> so the only person that exists in your life that can Tell you whether or not you're moving forward every day and not stuck neutral 10 years from now is you but yet you are not giving yourself any credit that you're moving forward
2: Uh, that's that's one of the biggest ones the amount of people that i mean i I know you've seen it the the bigger that people get the bigger the imposter syndrome grows and the the more because then they realize that this game is limitless right um so they start to think that they haven't done enough because there's so much more to be done. You know, I just published an episode today with Rob Bailey and the guy like he does multiple millions of dollars of business a month. You know, he has a clothing brand. He does music. He's building a development in Montana. He has a full Airbnb portfolio. And I mean, he's saying that the noise is louder than ever. Now Uh, the, the waters get muddied easier than ever. And, If you grab that on the front end, it gets a lot easier to address it as you get going. If you just try and ignore that and you're like, oh, some progress, some progress, some progress, then it's going to be even harder. Those wins, you're not going to be able to own them just because they got bigger. It's going to be even harder to own them because you don't think that you did the work to get there. Own the fact that you wiped your ass this morning you know give yourself the little wins and everything else gets easier
1: yeah because i mean i think ultimately what's interesting is and 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 she said what is the single greatest thing that changed your life and i said i just don't give a fuck anymore mm. like if you if, if 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 you came up to me and you said you know austin our goal of 1 billion isn't big enough we need to go to 50 bill i'd be like sounds great yeah i just don't care anymore and maybe because I fucked up my life so much for so many years and I'm so happy to be fucking sober and happy and in, a, in a healthy relationship and, 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 and around great people. I just don't give a fuck anymore. And, and there's no, like, that doesn't mean I'm not scared. It just means that I just don't attach myself to them and I just don't care anymore.
2: True mastery is when you can be obsessed with something and absolutely not care about it at the same time. You can be super driven and moving forward. And at the same time, like you're saying, just not give a fuck. Need none of
1: it. Dude, all my men, all my mentors, this is what he said to me, dude. I've retired on a thousand-acre ranch three times. And all times I was miserable as fuck. Because I realized it wasn't the game, it wasn't the results that I loved. It was the game I was in love with.
2: Well, I mean, that that's (sighs) um dopamine is an an anticipatory hormone they're finding out so like you don't get dopamine by retiring and living on the thousand eighth ranch you get dopamine by going after something
1: Dude, my favorite thing in the entire world is to cook and plan a party and yet i want nothing to do with the party once it's taken place. <laughs> <laughs> yep like yeah, how many it- times in life have you built your entire you, what your identity is on building up to the thing and then you get the thing and you're like,
2: Oh, this is it. Dude. It's my, I mean, it was my gym. You know, I, I kept, I kept this iteration, that iteration. I was like, Oh, I don't actually want to run a gym. I just, I enjoyed building it. Like, right? Yeah. Three weeks ago, I had an
1: epiphany and, and my goal was I'm only going to run races in my life. I can't win. That's my new goal moving forward. I am only like the reason I love the reason I love cycling, like and I haven't done it in a long time. I'm about to get back to it when we get the new RV. Is that is that you can't win? You could always go faster. You could always go farther. It's it's perfect for a driven personality. And part of what's holding you back in life is meaning that your goals might be too small.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah goals are too small or there's some and they're too small and they're somebody else's goals mm-hmm. like you have yet to actually ask yourself what big nasty hairy crazy goal you you know what do. i call it you
1: know what i call it to my clients hey what's, what's the goal this year that's gonna make your ass sweat that's the goal i want and and whatever that goal is know that i'm gonna double
2: it that's and
1: and, it, and, and it's not even that you're going to hit the goal. It's that who you're going to become in the process.
2: Right. Because it might not be that goal that is the end thing. Like, like we're saying, it's the journey. Um, you got to start climbing though. You know, if, if you just stay at the base of the mountains and you never head towards the summit, you don't know whether you're going towards the right summit. You might get halfway up a mountain and realize there's a more scenic view from that summit over there. Guess what? You might have to go down in a valley and then start climbing again. At least you started climbing to get the perspective and gain the skills to get to where you wanted to go in the long run.
1: It's interesting because I told my client this morning, his goal is $50,000 in his business a month. And it'll be great. That's a great lifestyle. And I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take one month and I want you to prepare for it for a month leading up to it. Let your wife know, let your kids know. And I said, I want you to make the most amount of money you could possibly make that month because he has the ability to do that. Yeah. He goes, well, he goes, I could probably make hundred grand. And I go, okay, that's great. And I said, do I give a fuck about the hundred grand? No, but once you make the hundred grand, you'll know it's possible. And so now the 50 grand that you're making a month is a choice. Yep. It's not a task. Game
2: changer. 100%. 100%. That's... uh. The first time I like I the first time I did 10k a month in my business, I did 17. It was like right up and over. Like, cool. All right. And and people look at this and you you we we it's so easy to diminish our power and hand it off and be like, Well, ten thousand dollars a month in my own business. Like some people might think that that, that sounds crazy to me, like 10k a month in my own business is like the the bare minimum moving forward. Like that that's, I'm I'm retiring my wife in 2023, and like that's just cold hard fact.
1: It's it's an opportunity to go to a place that you didn't think was possible. And here, let me let you know a secret: there's no going back. No. One of the greatest things I've ever heard in my entire life. I I met a guy who made 450 grand a month on residual in their business. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And for, for life, for life. Okay. It was between him and his brother. They split it and they were just building it every month. Right. What kind of business? It's network marketing. I wouldn't suggest it. I'm not a fan. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like the guy, but they built it for 25 years. That's why. Yeah, the number, one, number one in the company for fucking 20 years in a row. That's the one of wow. the largest companies in the world. Okay. So I digress. But he used to tell me a story. He said, Austin, if you want me to tell you what eight grand feels like a month, he goes, I can tell you. I, I lived that for eight fucking years. I know exactly what it feels like. He's like, but if you want me to know, if you want me to tell you what 50 grand a month feels like, I can't tell you. Because I passed that bitch up doing 150 miles an hour straight to 100 grand a month,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I was like, "Oh, like yes, there is this slow progression, but once you start, I I I've changed my way I view content now, right? Like we we've had a good year in the podcast. Thank you, everybody. You have no idea we tripled what we did last year in in in, in views." But then I I got to a place where like I was caring too much about it. And then I realized like, oh, this is just going to be something I do for the next 40 years. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. So what would it look like if I just did this consistently for 40 years? How big would my brand be?
2: Massive. Dude, I only published 28 episodes on my podcast last year. And Spotify told me I was in the top 10% in health and wellness. Like the consistency game brings you to the top.
1: And you get to control as a as a creator in your business, your content, yep. everything, how many, what what that year's feeling like to you. Right? Yep. So maybe it's only 20 pieces of content, but it's the best 20 pieces of content you ever put out in your life. Yep. Right. Or maybe it's 150 and, and that's the best. Like for me, it was I want to get out of the real estate space and talk to more doctors, lawyers, business people, uh, gym owners, health people. I just want to yep. diversify. And so that's what we did, and so like I don't really have a set barometer on who's coming to the podcast, but but like uh, all of a sudden I'm I'm talking to an Olympic athlete next week, uh, two-time yeah. Olympic athlete. Like I didn't ask for that; it got introduced from a friend. Like, and then boom, he introduced me. Like four people. Like I don't, I don't have like a this is how many I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna be this structured thing. And it's like if you're a great conversation and you got a story to tell, let's have a fun conversation.
2: 100%. It's always
1: been about that to me, and so the question, as you ask after yourself, is: Do you put enough of that need in your life? And it, it, I think what's exciting about what we're creating as a company, you and I and our other partners, yeah. is is that nobody needs to do anything that we're doing. Everybody's no. there because they want to. It's no, this is not easy. Okay, I just spent ten days in Pennsylvania in like twenty degree weather, with you know it's not easy stuff like away from my fiance like in an airbnb by myself but like but then you get the text from the from the employee hey like thank you like Mm. thank you so much for like what you're bringing to this table and this energy like it's really going to change my life like boom done okay we're good we're right where we need to be right and so and, and so and so you're anybody that's out there listening like how much of that is in your life? Are you living your life based off of like decisions that other people made for you? Are you actually making choices every day for yourself?
2: That's a golden question right there. And I mean it, there's a rabbit hole there as to whether we can answer that because our subconscious well, more well, or less wants well, to here, show. But... <laughs> here,
1: here's the deal. And also to really throw gasoline on the fire, I really need to introduce you to this guy. Is that we had a two hour dinner meeting discussion with a group of individuals and he said, free will is not even a choice. That's actually ours. And we went, dude, I don't mean to stoke this.
2: It's a good discussion because like we, we might think that we have free will that the end of the day, our subconscious has been proven to make decisions for us up to seven seconds prior to us making that decision. So then we can say, well, we have the ability to reprogram our subconscious. Well, where does the want for what we want to reprogram it with come from? Is that just our subconscious telling us what's lacking? So then the, the free will that we've created is really just our subconscious screaming for something different. And then even once we reprogram it, all we're redo- doing is reprogramming that subconscious. So then we're not really still acting off a of free will because we just reprogrammed ourselves.
1: And the more important thing, to add on top of that to frame it in a place that maybe they could understand yeah. that a little bit more are you yeah. having conversations with people to confirm things that are going on are you actually opening your fucking ears
2: that's getting stuck in. we become com-
1: we've become we've become a society of confirming not listening
2: well people echo chambers right people build their own personal echo chambers and um I mean, I've, I've had conversations with people where where it's uh, you say one thing and the way they hear it, you're like, oh, OK, that was how you're hearing it. And that that's yeah. that's interesting um, because the way they respond it's like, I don't I don't I uh,
1: don't I only control what I say. I don't control what you hear. Exactly. But my favorite thing is you you for some reason you made me think of a Sebastian Maniscalco joke about how we don't have company over anymore.
2: Mm. Have you seen this bit? No.
1: Oh, dude, you will literally start peeing on yourself laughing so much. And he talks about how it's like a drive-by shooting now when people show up and he's like, turn off the <laughs> fucking lights. And he's like, shh, shh, shh. Dude, I gotta send you this after the thing. It's so it's so true. Cause kids usually just come over to my house and yeah. be like hey man you're gonna go
2: ride bikes today we like when the doorbell used to ring we would like race each other to the front door Dude, this
1: is, dude it's a joke you have the whole yeah. joke <laughs> it's, yeah Now, like, now it's, everybody would show up all dressed up nice and open the door as a family
2: yep i mean even if it was a stranger like a <laughs> random doorbell ring in the middle of the day everybody's running to the door to get to see someone now we get to see enough people through our fucking phones so why would i want to see anybody at my door Everybody
1: everybody asked me you know why the RV you know why why do you like it well besides the fact that we enjoy it but there is something to be said that i knew that the business deals that we were going to get in were going to be heavier this is a byproduct of this i didn't know this leading into it but it started forming after a couple months in being able to be there in person and just show up and yeah. shake hands and be in somebody's energy Man, it goes a long way, especially with the type of businesses we're trying to buy. in.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, businesses where individuals are literally dealing with people all day long. You try and you know show up and run that one remotely. That's going to be good luck. It's.
1: I know we could have done it, but after spending two weeks at the HVAC company, like, it's it's the right thing, especially as we establish who we are and what we do right and so Mm -hmm. you know what is your take on what is your take on like people uh somebody said earlier to me today like it's really just lack of options mentally that i think is holding people back whether it be financially mindset health wise so i don't think that's the problem when it comes to information because now, there's a million YouTube videos. There's a health, hundred health guys, so maybe it's maybe it's the opposite. Maybe we need to get super simplistic and and remove the options and just pick one thing a week and because that's how you create new uh, brainwaves in your subconscious as little habits.
2: Hundred percent, one thing a week. I mean, that's that's the way that I, I teach. You know, lifestyle, mindset, fitness is one piece every two weeks for each pillar. You know, uh, as far back as the Navy, we had uh, a guy that took, they put him in leadership position over our engine room and he was just there temporary and he taught us a great, great lesson. It's like, listen, command wants us to do 10 different things today. And if we split up and we start doing those 10 different things, there's a good chance not one room gets done and we end up here late. We are going to do one of those and get it done and then move on to the rest of the list. So that way, when they check with me at 1500 to say, what have we done today? I can say, we got something done. And that works for yourself too. Right.
1: Right? I want to, I want to shake this man's hand in a, in a representation of life, those 10 different things in 10 separate ways or 10 different egos.
2: Yeah hundred percent. And
1: and the only way to build what you and I are building is to remove the ego and create the wealth. Yeah. There's going to be a place three years from now where a business gets onboarded and managed separate from us. And that's going to feel super awkward.
2: Super awkward.
1: But it's, yeah, yeah. Like I'm going to be like, literally like I, my skin's crawling thinking about it right now. Like I literally want to take off my shirt I'm, I feel so uncomfortable just saying We're We're,
2: we're just going to put you on a wakeboard boat for a week. You'll be fine.
1: No, listen, if you put me in a sailboat in the middle of the Mediterranean, I'll forget that I even have a business. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the great thing about me. This is actually, y'all haven't met this guy yet. I can't wait to introduce him to you. I call it, I call it cheese shop, Austin. Okay. And what I mean by that is when I used to go to Napa or France, I love cheese. Yeah and when i sold wine and i used to spend an hour in the cheese shop talking to the purveyors yeah. tasting wine and and, and looking at work Austin an hour in a cheese shop get the fuck out of here like and, yeah. and and the thing is but like i've made peace with myself that this is what like i'm either all the way on or all the way off like you've never even met before i'm actually like pretty lazy which is crazy because i have like 50 meetings a week i think that's what people don't understand
2: yeah oh i i I get that like i wonder how many people are like that 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 don't talk about it that like there's really the the people that talk about balance it's like yeah it's because i go full fucking steam and then when i'm off i'm off you know because cassie
1: Cassie and omar call it straight jacket austin He he bitches like a little 12-year-old until he just tires himself out and goes to bed.
2: That was my that was my daughter last night after a whole long holiday at grandma and grandpa's house. She's cry, 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 sleep.
1: And 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 the question is, is that we as humans keep fighting ourselves up against putting labels on how we need to behave when ultimately you're the one that gets to choose how you behave. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Right. And I'll get a lot of pushback on this and I'm not saying there isn't. So please don't freak out, but I'm saying that a lot of the labels, the ADHD, the depression, all those things, that's a choice. I know there's chemical imbalances. I have ADHD, but you can choose for it to be a benefit and learn how to hack. Look for me, I have crazy long Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and then I'm completely off on Thursdays, Fridays. There's a lot of people that like to do a little bit every day. I'm not that guy. Yeah. And so I ha- it took me two years to get my schedule this way, but it's been great, right? And it allows my life to do the thing. And so you can move into this new year and you can make decisions that work for you and you can stop worrying about if other people are going to be okay with it and just let them figure it out for themselves.
2: Mm. Yeah, because if they're not okay with what you're doing, there's, I mean, whatever you do isn't going to make them okay. They got other work to do.
1: Cassie just texted me because she's downstairs getting back from Costco. And we 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 have a joke that, have you seen, I'm going to send you this other video about how a husband wakes up in the morning and how a wife wakes up in the morning. Okay. And the husband is literally has a, a trail light on his head Uh And he's, like, sifting through the thing and, like, tiptoeing. And then the woman gets out of the bed and breaks the table and knocks over everything. And she just texted me, the quieter I try to be, somehow I'm louder.
2: (laughs) 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 It is the truth.
1: And, And so, look, Chase and I are on here having a conversation. And all we really want for you is for 2023 to be your best fucking year ever.
2: 2023 best year ever pass it off
1: that's it you get to determine what that looks like here's a great thing nothing could change and you could lose five pounds and it could be the best fucking
2: year ever yeah it's your choice There's keep nobody telling out there the ever you will you'll make it your best year ever
1: nobody out there yeah. That's saying you do. You get to choose. And all I beg for you, all I hope that my when I leave this earth is that you realize that it's all your choice.
2: That's is it? Do we I have... don't
1: <laughs> I don't give look, here's what I tell people all the time that work for us. I'm not giving you a job. I gave you an opportunity. Yeah, and because I gave you an opportunity, it's up to you to determine whether or not you still have the job absolutely no expectations from this guy as as sarah would say on to the next
2: on <laughs> well yeah you take take the emotion out of it
1: i love it well man if they want to find out about you they want to they want to follow your journey how would they do that
2: man if you guys listen to this podcast it's the first time you're hearing the answer to this question go back because we've recorded some jammers and um at coach underscore chase underscore tullison on instagram chase tollison.com on the interwebs uh and then the primal man podcast so the spots
1: all right guys if you like this episode send it to a friend and i'll see you next time